0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to your Friday morning right here on Sports Radio, TSN 1200. We're so glad you're along for this 10th day of March, 2023. Hey, we got a new cast uh, within the character. No, a new character within the cast. Yeah, that would be, it's uh, J.R. Simmer and uh, Maddie K. Maddie Vowels is in for uh, Hammer, who uh, starts his holiday today, hopefully collecting his minivan as we speak. And uh, on his way to Florida, he'll have the next uh, week off. So, uh, Maddie K., welcome to the show. Weather forecast uh, for today and the weekend as we head into March break. Uh, More of the same today that we've had the past few days. Cloudy, cool, minus one for the high today with a bit of a wind chill. Uh, Tomorrow, cloudy, minus one. Sunday, partly sunny, plus two. There is some snow in the forecast for Monday, uh, by the way. And again, a reminder, you heard Chris mention in the news update, this is the weekend we spring forward. You turn your clocks ahead Ahead, one hour Saturday night to going into uh, Sunday. So it'll be uh, light till like seven o'clock at night, which will be really nice or past that. All right. Uh, as you wake up this morning, we're sitting at minus six. As we say, good morning. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Happy, happy to Sean Simpson. How are you doing this morning, Simmer. Uh
1: Excellent, Jerry. and nice little start there to the show. A little different than the comedy routines. So some nice little uh, classic music. And we certainly know that Maddie Kay knows his music. So, yeah. Happy Friday to everybody, and to Matty, and to yourself as well. How are you doing?
0: Oh, excellent. Thank you. Well, you know- um, Did you stay up late? uh, Watch the whole game. Matt, you watched the whole game? I did. Okay. Instant regret right now? Uh, Right now, I'm okay. Okay. I got
2: the coffee made. Yes. Hammer sent me some not sarcastic at all instructions. Oh,
0: we we talked about that yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The full two-minute video. You're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. I think it was more sarcastic at me than you yeah oh for sure yes but uh i now, was I've not crossfire t- okay i've not t- i've not dipped into the coffee yet i'm waiting for the first break mm. so um well have a full report coming up it's rather important that it be that it's made well especially today because you and i are working on little to no sleep
1: yeah and also on a, well friday this is a nice test run you have all of next week to here i think monday coffee is the most important day of the weekend I did not stay up to watch the game, so thoughts? I watched the highlights. Uh-huh. I don't know if I've seen so many goals in one game, and in a total of nine, go off so many players. <laughs> it was crazy. Like it really yeah. was. I was. I'm was. i watching the Sogard highlights, and other than the fourth goal, fourth goal, hey, every one of them was bouncing off other people, and the game winner itself. So uh, interesting. But thoughts on how the Sens played, Jer.
0: Oh, dipping right into the hard, hardcore. Well, okay, oh, welcome. Wow. Okay, yeah. how you feeling then? Let's I, go with that. Okay, I'm feeling yeah. tired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> feeling tired. Sends one, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, why I think maybe I'm overreading it. The year of the cat was the lead in uh, the lead in song there because mm-hmm. Alex Brinkat, the cat, uh, is credited with the game-winning goal. To your point, Simmer. Uh, not, I won't say he banked it in off the Kraken defenseman. The Kraken defenseman steered it into his own net, <laughs> yeah. trying to uh, yeah. stop a pass yeah. across to uh, Shane Pinto, but. After three of the Seattle goals had uh, had gone in off Sens defensemen or Sens players in weird ways, uh, it seemed appropriate that the Sens got one of those breaks as well. And
1: so you did have uh, a classic tweet though on the Drew goal, the G spot. That that yes. was quite. Or uh, that one uh, for the G spot. Yeah, I'm sure that, that would have. I'm not sure if that was quite a, bit, or... quite a bit of well, uh, quite a bit of attention in in the world we live in today. That is. Very controversial to put is it? something like that out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well is Anything is. And okay. just well, go on Mark Mathot's timeline.
0: <laughs> anything you say now, it becomes incredibly controversial. Instant yeah. outrage. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that was for the late night crowd then. I didn't think it was that far over Twitter the place. Twitter after dark. No, yeah.
1: I, I don't think it is at all. I, I'm just saying it, it's, it's a different world now. A lot of people there, they get defended by an awful lot yeah. was going on. So. True point. Okay. That is full dedication by both of you guys. So all especially right. for Matty being up super early. We'll have, uh, to watch the entire thing, good for you.
0: We'll have uh, strong opinions uh, throughout the morning. Certainly welcome. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll delve into all the details of the game coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. We so mentioned uh, this is the time change weekend uh, as well. So um, I think most people. The last time we talked about this, uh, simmer. I had a couple people weigh in and say, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it because yeah. it means it's darker later in the morning now. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, weeks, I hope that, yeah, I, yeah, I'm hope i a I'm... lighter, later guy.
1: Oh, no, I am. Absolutely. And and that's for, again, I guess wouldn't have a major effect on us. We're in a studio uh, in here from 530 until 10 every day, 1030, you even, say even later. Um, but I, I that legislation has been talked about for a long time. I, I would have no problem if we just do away with this. And uh, Mira's boys are down in Mexico. Uh, and they've actually done away with the time change itself. So they are already an hour later. And if this is the final time that we have to end up doing this then I'm all for it, like I said, Hey, move it forward, leave it as is. And I would much prefer in the deepest, darkest days of winter, Mm. uh, to have the extra hour at the end of the day, personally, that's just my own. I I think everybody, Hey, everyone's uh, temperament's a bit different, but I find, uh, when this comes now and I look at six o'clock and all of a sudden you realize by, you know, Sunday seven o'clock to see the sun out me is uh, it makes me feel good uh, that's how my body ends up working but everybody everybody's a little different a little different
0: uh sunset tonight is 601 so i'll do the math for you <laughs> on sunday at this time the sun will set at 703
1: and where i live in the uh beautiful north Manitou area everything is kind of gauged on the sun as how it sets over bar more importantly as we get to this time of year. It's the Vimy Bridge, which is absolutely beautiful, but it is the sun kind of setting over that uh, and kind of looking down and just seeing where the sun is in the sky. That's how I kind of measure what, what, what kind of, you know, where where we're at in the season. And okay. to me, that makes me very happy. It's a All beautiful right. sight.
0: There you go. So you're in the south. I'm in the west. Uh, Matty, you're, uh, you're in Orleans. So you get hit with the early, you get super early daylight. You're probably at least three minutes ahead of those of us oh, in the West
2: And those yeah. three minutes are clutch. Yeah. They're all the Absolutely difference.
0: key. <laughs> all right. Uh, big weekend ahead. Uh, the Oscars are this weekend. And, of course, uh, this would be, uh, well, the first Oscar since what went down last. Have you guys watched the Chris Rock Netflix uh, special? I, I yeah. did. I, I watched part of it
1: and uh, turned it on with one of the boys in front of us. And we realized, you know, that's probably not going to work. So
0: let's <laughs> shut it off. Uh, I think we got so, to- No, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on. What? Hang on. Why? You didn't think- that you would turn on a Chris Rock special uh, and not get what you got? No, well, you? Uh, you know what, Jared, I, I,
1: I don't know. You know, it's interesting because he put on movies at times and different things. But it's
0: Chris Rock. No, I, I he's know. done the same thing for yeah. forty years. No, no,
1: no, no. I agree with you. Um, but I, I, I guess just not really thinking about it and. Once he got into the Elon Musk part, it was kind of like, yeah, that's probably not going to be working here right now. You're going to have to switch that out. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's very kind of, and I remember in the 80s when Eddie Murphy came along, right? Uh-huh. That was very shocking. Yes. Um, I, I, I guess because it's somewhat mainstream TV, and I think about Netflix and different things as being uh, kind of standard cable, which it's not. Uh yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but anyways, uh yeah, did end up. Will watching you go? It. Okay,
0: here's the question: The boys are away, you said. So yeah. will you go back to it now? I did. I already okay. did. Oh, you've so you've watched yeah, the whole thing. Yeah,
1: I, oh, I ended okay. up going All through right. the whole thing. So yeah, it was uh you know and interesting to see it out of Baltimore, um and the whole thing. And uh you're right. And is it not Jimmy Fallon uh, who is hosting this here? Um Jimmy Kimmel, right? Kimmel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, um yeah, it's almost like uh without Ricky Gervais, without Jimmy, without uh Chris Rock, it's kind of like well I don't know. Is that really that exciting to watch? No,
2: I saw an ad last night. I think must have been during the Sens game that uh, they tried to get all the Steves, and Jimmy was low down on the list of hosts.
0: That was the uh, that was a little promo. Yeah. For the oh, okay. Show. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you, pl- uh, Matty, are you planning to watch the Chris Rock thing? Or are you not a Netflix guy? Or what? I
2: am a Netflix guy. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. I'm not oh. a big stand-up special guy, but oh. I feel like I got to watch it. We're actually uh, getting together for an Oscars party on
1: Sunday. Whoa. What? Yeah, I know. And you got to be, you got to be into work. Like, what's going on here? Late night, last night? Now I don't gotta, know how nah, I'm going to watch. Gotta, there's uh, a
0: Sens game that night too. People, I know. I might have to act, leave
1: the Oscar party early. There, there's or, actually such a thing? Just not Oscar, sleep that night? Like, what do you do at the Oscar party other than watching the Oscars? We're making uh,
2: Oscar themed food. Whoa. Do you
1: have to get dressed up? No. Do you have to look as annoyed as Tom Hanks? Like when you're watching that? Now, I'm assuming anybody that does his show now has to be approved by him. Because I I one of the best parts of watching this is how serious he is about Hollywood. And when Ricky Gervais would be up there, to, just to look on his face alone, I was worth the price of admission. I just loved watching Tom how... Hanks? Oh, yeah. Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. Oh. I'm just oh. trying. I, I, oh, I'm oh, not when, getting
0: the reference. Well,
1: Ricky Gervais, when he was shooting down Hollywood yeah. he being super negative, they would pan to Tom Hanks and you could just see the, oh, really? the stain okay. in him, Jer. Like okay. He was just like over the top of, like, come on. I, 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 he's on the board, is he not? of the Hollywood, whatever it is. So he was just like, oh man, you can't be talking about this. We, we're, you know, we're, we're the powerful people of the world there. It was just mm. really interesting that, uh, you know, he would shoot down some different things there. It was always Tom Hanks' reaction that really got to me.
2: Well, right. I'll have a report for you guys on Monday. Maybe okay. you can Go. handle the yeah. Sens yeah. heavy lifting and, and yeah, I'll, yeah. That I'll bring
0: the Oscars knowledge. That's a nine o'clock face off on, on Sunday Ugh. night. So that one's not so bad. That one'll be yeah. over by 1130.
1: Plus, Calgary's um, back in the race chair. Are you paying a little more attention? Yeah, A little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right, I want to know more about this Oscar party, though. Like, yeah. what are you serving? What do you serve for food at an Oscar party? Uh, it's just going to be Oscar all Meyer sorts
1: Wiener?
2: of stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to do some research in the group chat. and Like pigs in a blanket and then all the How fancy How many people order? are coming? I think there are going to be six or eight of us. So it's not like a huge six or eight thing.
1: Hasn't been confirmed yet? Are you getting all dressed up?
2: No. No. It's It's like pajamas encouraged. It's... It's ah. not like a super fancy. Is this a traditional
0: thing or a new thing?
2: Uh, fairly new.
0: Like okay. well, it's fairly new. Have you done it before or not?
2: <laughs> uh, we've done Oscars parties, like watch parties together okay. before. But
0: if you're doing six- Mr. Hollywood from
1: uh, CFRA and right. if you're doing television. six or eight, um, what is going on with seven and eight? Like they haven't confirmed yet. I I know for sure that there are six of us coming. There might be another couple. I'm not. Let's sure. Let's call them out.
0: Let's call them out. What are their names? I don't know. Oh, so,
1: six of you are coming. That's yourself and your wife. So you've That's got right. two other couples. That's right. No, <laughs>
0: what's happened right now? Simmer? There's some last minute additions.
2: Sometimes <laughs> yes. we got okay. together with the oh. same group of people for the Super Bowl, oh. and there were a couple of last minute additions. So I'm not ruling that out, but I, okay. I know for a fact there will be six of us getting together.
0: What I'm right. sensing is that uh, Matt and his wife have. Sort of pared down the guest list, and he's worried that some of the people who are maybe on the bubble oh, are, are hearing point. this That's right now point, yeah. and wondering why they haven't had the invite to the to the pajama laden Oscar party. Hundred yeah. percent.
1: Well, and and I can you know the the Super Bowl <laughs> no su- secrets on this no, show. The man. Super Bowl the Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday night. I can totally justify that. Uh, I don't know this whole Oscar thing of kind of like when I get invited. If you get invited to a party on a Sunday night. Kind of like you know what, and now that maybe have to do with our work hours here. But uh, the problem really for me
0: gonna... is I'm I haven't seen hardly any of the movies.
1: Well, so. I, not only that, but I just don't. It, again, as I said, other than the stand-up comedy part, uh, there's nothing interesting about that show. Pers- just for me personally, and and uh, same thing. Now, I did the one year though. I decided, you know what, top five movies here. Uh, as recommended by the Oscars, why not go out and watch them? And that was the year that Hotel Budapest came out. All right, and I actually kind of enjoyed that. It was kind of a checklist. Okay, well, if these are popular, I got to go watch them. But you're right; I can't think of. I, I well, I know I'm just not a movie guy, so I don't even know. Are a lot you? of them this year pretty underwhelming.
2: Not not the best. I've watched a lot of so-so. At how, best how many? There's this
0: year. Uh, eight nominations for Best Picture. I've seen at least five of them. That's pretty good. Yeah. That puts you well ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well ahead of the curve. Like what would be uh, what would be one of the top movies, Maddie? Any idea? I I think
2: everything everywhere all yes. at once is That's, one of the favorites. Okay. That's oh. what oh. I've heard is going to sweep okay. everything. Okay. Okay. It's Don't. a little crazy, a yeah. little derivative. Okay. Uh, I saw okay. Babylon in theaters and did not like it at oh. all. Uh, Maddie said that as well. We watched Fableman's last weekend,
0: I think. I did watch that. That's sort of Steven Spielberg's Spielberg's life. Yeah. I thought thought it was okay. My wife didn't like it.
2: Yeah, I thought Michelle Williams was... Real bad, okay. Real bad. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. It's yeah. six twenty-one, guys. That's, no, I know. You've yeah, had three
0: hours sleep. This is, <laughs> listen, this show hits the ground running. You're here for you're here for six days total. Okay, <sighs> it is a relentless pace that we're gonna be at. All over right, these next you gotta you gotta days. be
1: like Big Red though. Just don't even come on the air, Matty. He just kind of. <laughs>
0: He just sits there,
1: unless he gets introduced. Remember we went to one show, and you hadn't introduced him yet, JR, so he didn't say anything until 10 o'clock. Well, I
0: introduced him at the start of the show, and then, and then yeah, he never piped up, and then he goes, well, you never asked me anything at, 10, at 5 to 10. Anyway. All right, we'll take a break, 621. we got tons to get to, including, yes, a late-night left-coast Sens win in Seattle. It was a roller coaster ride, to be sure. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But for your Sens fan, it ended with the best of times as they pull out the wins. We'll talk all about that, uh, take a trip around the rest of the NHL, fill in the playoff picture such as it is, and set up what will be a busy sports weekend as well. All straight ahead here on a Friday morning. We're glad you're with us on Sports Radio, TSN 1200. Music.
1: This is TSN 1200.
0: Welcome back. 626. On this Friday morning, it's J.R. Simmer and uh, Maddie Vowles is in for Hammer, who is uh, beginning his holidays. A couple of uh, texts have already uh, come in on uh, Hammer. Morning fellas from Jeremy. Heading across the border for work, listening in. I got turned around at the border because I had a rental car, but at least I've got you guys to listen to. That's from Jerry. Oh. Hammer is quite confident with the, uh, first of all, that the rental uh, minivan will be there for yeah. him this morning. Eight o'clock pickup. Yeah, and, uh, and B, no issues taking the rental car across the border, even though he hasn't filled out any paperwork saying he's taking it across the border. So yeah. listen. Godspeed to you, my friend. Yeah. Good luck.
1: Yeah, it, it's all very interesting. Um, again, I don't know what the laws are. I think we scared him enough, though, Jared. <laughs> Probably the uh, not a lot of sleep last night until he gets there, gets across the border. But uh, we wish him luck, and I'm I'm even wondering. <laughs> Uh, whether it's worthwhile in the nine o'clock hour, maybe a live call to the minivan itself. Wow! To see what exactly <laughs> chaos has ensued already. Uh, yeah, I don't think he well. He won't be across the border. They're supposed to leave uh, Barhaven Haven by eight thirty, which meant eight twenty-five. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So nine
0: thirty at my house, ten, and eight thirty. We're leaving at eight thirty, means nine thirty at my house mm, is the actual time of yeah, leaving. Yeah. Ten at your place. Well, I don't even know
1: ten. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of the trips that we made. Uh, and I think it was the blue mountain and I had gone out and scrambled around and arrived back and then realized like there, there was nothing going on in the house. Like <laughs> nothing was imminent. <laughs> Nobody was up. No. Slow to boil. Uh, it was just, it was hey, just incredible. Family I was like, is slow to boil. Well, yeah. The, the night before the talk was, we're going to leave around 10 AM. And then when I arrived, it was just like, well, there was no sense of urgency, nothing going on. And then a realization of, yeah, I, the people here are not following the same clock and, uh, no. We'll probably not leave until about lunchtime.
0: Uh Maddie, your house? We're uh we're pretty good. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. Yeah. Usually it's like maybe
2: three minutes later than than we said.
0: Family of two. Yeah, exactly. Start introducing kids to the equation, Yeah, that's guys, all. So yeah. It's yeah. The yeah, well cared. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve wants to know how the coffee is. I just dipped into it during the uh, commercial break. Maddie? Nice. Oh, it's oh, good. Well done, my friend. Give yourself a round of applause. Find some sort of applause meter there. It's some sort of button. It's uh, some sort of sound thing. I, I'm, I okay. have no idea where find it. Okay. all
2: of uh, Hammer's stuff is. Oh, here we go.
0: There, we, there go. we go. Steve, thank you for asking. Coffee is outstanding. It's eh. right up to standards thanks to that two-minute video. Yeah,
1: and like anything else that's posted, and I, I do not drink from the coffee thing. I have my own coffee. Uh, quite a bit of concern, Jair, about the cleanliness of the pot itself. Like, is there... Is there
0: an issue with that? Is that standard I guess to be some that stain? Yeah, I, think, I think some people actually clean their stuff. <laughs> okay, um, wow. Not an issue for me when okay. I saw, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, again, I see yeah. the coffee pot yeah. when it's yeah. full. Okay. I don't see it when it's empty. Uh, so the sort of uh, uh, ongoing, uh, yeah. what do you call that, crud? Whatever it is, it's sort of that's sort of what's in my coffee cup. It just looks like it's battle tested. Exactly. I, I thought, man. That's this, part of the flavor. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's kind yeah. of a great sign. And, and a lot of people were uh, super concerned about yeah. your uh, your system and yeah. whether or not I would handle that. My but again, you're can about, a lot. Yeah, you're like the uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. yeah, you got the whatever uh, thing of
0: steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The, the, what was it, the something warlord? Anyway, well, yeah. we digress. All Let's right, get okay. to the game. Yeah. Uh, late start for the Sens out in Seattle last night, uh, taking on the crack in game two of the five game road trip, which of course began with a thud on Monday with a 5 nothing loss to uh, Chicago. We are expecting a rebound effort from the Sens. And certainly early on, we did. They got up uh, on a Shane Pinto goal, one nothing. This is all within the first five minutes. Uh, by the eight-minute mark, it was 2 nothing on a Jake Kirkren goal. And then 17 seconds after that... Back of the line, puck is dumped in as Patrick Brown just fires it to the corner. Out of the net, Grubauer back along the boards. His pass knocked down. Back in front, Brown with a shot. Scores! <laughs> Brown gets his first as the Senator makes it 3-0 Ottawa. Yeah, there's a very spirited call because uh, Patrick Brown, Dean Brown, loves the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Brown gets his first for the Sens to put <laughs> the Sens up 3 nothing eight minutes into the game. Incredible. However, I, it uh, did not hold. They, Seattle got one back shorthanded after the Sens had just... An incredible bunch of uh, um, you know shot attempts, good scoring opportunities on the power play. Uh, eventually, it turned over, and uh, Jared McCann got credited with one of the three goals that went in off of, us. Uh, this one was off of Thomas Shabbat, so shorthanded. So three one. Then it was three two, and then in the third uh, second period, it was three three as McCann scored again. Let's take it to the early in the third now, with the game tied at three. Back to the point, Larson holds it in. Sends it back in behind the net. Here's Hammonick to get it. Sends the puck ahead. And Austin Watson, upset, couldn't get it out. Here's Janny Gord. Pulls it in. There's a shot. Scores! Done! With a snipe over the shoulder of Sogard. 4-3 Seattle. There's the only uh, legit shot for Seattle uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of goals uh, that they actually shot the puck uh, into the net. But that gave them a lead early in the third period. And you're thinking, oh my goodness. Sens are going to blow a 3 nothing lead And they're going to end up losing this game And that is going to be That could be a season-ender Blowing a lead like that But uh, Claude Giroux scored From the G-spot uh, 38 seconds later Like they got it right back mm-hmm. Right back To tied it four So let's take it a late-in regulation Game still tied at four Stutzler from center Flares it down inside the Seattle end, Takes a bounce Picked up by Giroux. Here's Giroux along the boards. After a shift change, just trying to get some help. Sanderson holds it in to the corner. Dabrinkit sends it in
1: front. Scores! Puck is tipped in front. And I believe Pinto's got
0: his second of the game. You know, boy, this could be interesting here because it may have gone off Will Borgen as well. Alex DeBrinkett may get credit for this goal. You got that right, Gord Wilson. It did go in off the uh, Kraken defenseman. Uh, Shane Pinto was right there. That was where the attempted pass was supposed to go, but uh, DeBrinkat ends up getting credited for what stands up as the game-winner. San score late in regulation and beat Seattle. Zimmer, 5-4.
1: Yeah, and woke up at one twenty three and checked my phone and all of a sudden thought, wow, that's a great win for the Ottawa Centers, 5-4. to four. So, hey, uh, coming all the way back and well-deserved. And as I said, unfortunately, did not watch the game, GR, but a great start and a climb I thought you were going to watch and, the
0: first period at least.
1: No, 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 at 10 wow. o'clock. And uh, as I said, I just not... Uh, that doesn't go with me. I don't like that. Now, for a Friday, I guess I could have. Uh, it's not um, disappointing. Yeah, I know. I understand. Um, but I'll, I'll work it through here the next uh, uh, three hours and 27 minutes. Darn. We'll talk a lot about it. But it, that's a huge victory. I mean, yeah, that was my first kind of thought. Hey, I expected them to play better after Chicago and to end up being behind against a very good Seattle team to win that. To win that with Sogard playing, knowing that Talbot's not going to be in for a while. Yeah, that is a, uh, a real nice road W and continues along with an Ottawa Senators team that has done a really good job of scoring to even strength here, right? I mean, outside of the Chicago game, uh, there's a trend now here of five, six goals on a nightly basis, and so that was really good to see. And the other thing, just from the highlight pack, you notice very quickly uh, the offensive instincts of Jake Chickering are, are really quite interesting, how he reads the ability to jump into the play, and it's not always about the big hammer from the back end, it's also about shooting the puck on net uh, he does some really, really, really instinctive things at even strength uh, that we don't see a lot. Kind of see it out of Jake Sanderson, but uh, maybe don't even see that out of Thomas
0: Shabbat. Well, I was I was going to say that one thing I have noticed uh, certainly Shabbat in terms of trying to drive the play from the defensive side. Like he'll take the uh, you know he'll take the puck or he'll drive the you know the the net front on the offensive side as a mm-hmm. defenseman. Jake Sanderson, we've seen that as well. But what I've really noticed, and we'll leave Checkrin out because he's, he's new, mm-hmm. and this must be a part of the either the uh, evolving of, uh, you know, the game plan uh, in terms of uh, the structure of the team or what. But started noticing, and I don't know how many games ago or so, that Zoob started to kind of get into it a little bit where he'd end up in front of the net, sometimes got a couple of opportunities, yeah. uh, you know, there. And then uh, Chikran has has come, and Mm -hmm. that is part of his package anyway because he's, you know, he's an attacking defenseman. Mm -hmm. But then if you've watched Eric Brandstrom lately, now he was scratched last night, but then Nick Holden last night got assists on the first, uh, what, the second and third goal? No, the first and second. Yeah, first and second goal. And Holden is down, uh, sort of making off, you know, either part of the rush or down near in front of the net. So I think this is all part of the evolution of... Uh, the sense in terms of getting their all of their defensemen, not just the guys yeah. who are who are the offensive guys to begin with, but all of the defensemen uh, getting them down and getting them you know deep into the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. now that relies on your forwards recognizing that and covering for them and that can be an issue for Ottawa mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I have 100 okay. percent noticed that that is something that we've seen more and more yeah now funny you say that Jared go back to Saturday
1: night you have the hammonick big hammer. Um, but think of his second goal which yep. was from the slot area, yep. right? So yep. yeah, to that. And, um, it is just interesting to read. And again, you see guys and go a bit of soccer mode, you know, and, and when you think about defenseman ability to kind of fill the holes, as you said, all of a sudden the forwards are covered, you jump, and then he yep. end up covering. Now in Chicago, they didn't do that. The forwards did didn't do a very good job. And I saw one of the goals last night was an odd man rush, but overall, yeah, I mean that, uh, ability. To also just kind of read the play and instinctively, yeah, it certainly adds to it. So, yeah, something to continue to watch for going forward.
0: All right, Uh, DJ Smith was part of our post game show here on TSN 1200. Here's his thoughts on the game.
2: Obviously, a great start. Um, uh, It was probably our best power play in a long time. And then we give up a two on one. One goes in off a skate, Um, you know, and then kind of the similar fate on the, you know, on the next one. And before you know it, it's you know, it's three three, and you and you got to regroup. But that's a. that's a big win for us to stay with it the way we did um, and find timely goals. I mean, that's a really that's as fast a team as we played, and that and that's a really good hockey team. There
0: you go. There's DJ Smith on our post game show. You can hear all of his uh, uh, thoughts on the game on our website at TSN1200.ca. But uh, yeah, that was. I mean, Seattle comes as advertised. Um, although not a great start for them, but you can see. I mean, one of the storylines we talked about going in was how much their offense is, is spread around the entire roster, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, McCann ends up getting two of the goals, but at times when they were uh, carrying the play, you could it was yeah. it was like waves, um, you know, coming up against yeah. the Sens in that game last night.
1: Yeah, so impressed in, in watching them, Jer, when they came through here, the attention to detail, uh, how they play as five-man units, the way they're able to force turnovers really make you pay. Um, and, again, when you're kind of kicking this off and you look at a tight game like this and getting off to an early lead is great. Uh, the fact that you come back, but the fact that Sogard's able to get the W as we get into this next phase of uh, very important games. And three of the four goals, nothing he could do. Uh, one over the glove, which I think was a pretty good shot at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, lots of good signs for Ottawa, and you feel good. Uh, as he says, E.J. Smith said, that is a very good Seattle team. So to rebound after the Chicago game and now sets yourself up, set yourself up for three and four nights against Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton.
0: I thought that uh, Claude Giroux again uh, had an outstanding night. Uh, you heard it as part of the description on. Uh, so he scores the the goal uh, thirty eight seconds after mm-hmm. Seattle had mm-hmm. taken the. Uh, that's a, when you can score in the very next shift. That's a huge, huge, and that goal. was a goal scorers' goal. That too. was yeah. yeah, absolutely. I go, the the pass from uh, it was from Stutzla.
2: Reminded was, me of the old Heatley days, where yeah. he's tickling the rafters with his stick, waiting for the puck to get over, and
0: but it didn't come in the exact perfect shooting spot. Like he kind of had to reach behind him a little bit and he mm-hmm. sort of slung it into the net, but it was a huge goal uh, in that spot on the very next shift after Ottawa had lost all the momentum and, and lost the huge lead. But then you he heard in the description of the game winning goal that to ends up getting credited for. It's actually Giroud, uh, you know, starting the play in the offensive zone by just kind of hanging onto the puck. He's the only player in the offensive zone with three Seattle guys around him. And he buys enough time to eventually as the line change happens uh, gets the puck down to uh, Dubrincic, who's down in the corner, and then eventually gets centered and ends up in the uh, in the back of the Kraken net. But uh, I was just, I'm just so completely impressed with with Claude Giroux. Like his his like he's got 27 goals now. Uh, his numbers, I don't think in their wildest dreams, offensively, just in terms of sheer numbers, uh, they would have thought Claude Giroux would co- have come anywhere close to what he ends up ends up going to uh, to get this year, whatever that may be. His numbers, you know, if you look at shooting percentage and things like that, are probably a little bit inflated. Uh, and they'll probably come back to earth next year, Mm -hmm. but even if, if, if they come back to so-called earth next year, that's kind of gravy on top of everything else that he adds to, to the team, right? Mm -hmm. The, the leadership, the not accepting anything other than your very best all the time, uh, to a young group. Um, I I mean, that that's worth pretty much a lot of the money that they're paying him, let alone uh, any of the production.
1: Yeah, it really is. And again, all the different fits we talked about Chikrin, but you have a local guy. Uh, You have a guy at this age that came in. It's not a retirement contract. How many times do guys go to certain teams and it's like, okay, kind of the end of your career, Jare. And what I thought was a bit of a dip as his play around the new year uh, really has not been a dip. I mean, he has been absolutely outstanding. The pace is the part that's impressive. And I think he really adds to what we talked about yesterday of, I don't think this group is satisfied. And certainly for his mentality, having played in some very good Philadelphia teams, including one that went to the finals, I don't think he's looking and saying, oh, if we, uh, you know, we stay close and we miss out by three or four points. I think this guy is very motivated to get to the playoffs. And I, I think that's huge for a young group not to be satisfied to just be in the race, not to be satisfied on just playing meaningful games. Hey, let's get in here and see if we can make some noise.
0: All right, we'll update the uh, the playoff race uh, in uh, in the next break because uh, the Islanders in Pittsburgh played head-to-head last night, and of course, it ended up as a three-point game, so we'll get into uh, all of that. But just to set up the uh, Sens weekend ahead, uh, a couple of late-night games, uh, so Saturday night, tomorrow night, they're in Vancouver against the Canucks, who are playing much better hockey under Rick Tockett, uh, for sure, absolutely. They're not going to make the playoffs at all, but they're playing better hockey and getting contributions from some players like jt miller who were not very good to begin the year so um you know uh, for any time anytime you're playing on the road it's 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 tough but vancouver's better and then it's back to back uh against calgary who look like their season was going down the drain as little as a week ago and then they got a couple of big wins earlier in the week and winnipeg ended up losing a couple of games and suddenly the flames are within hailing distance of the jets so They've got, uh, one would think, lots of motivation as well going into that game. So tough back-to-backs for Ottawa Saturday uh, at 10. And then Sunday night is a 9 o'clock face-off, both here on TSN 1200.
1: Yeah, and then you get Tuesday, and after the way Edmonton handled Boston yesterday, feeling great about themselves, feeling great about Ekholm and what's been added. So, yeah, I mean, again, uh, no easy games. And we kind of looked at this road trip and thought, well, the easy one will be Chicago. Uh, well, these next three are tough, and then all of a sudden, right to the very end there, it's going to be uh, a great battle for the Ottawa Centers. but you wake up this morning and look at them, they are the number one team outside of the wild card spot, and hey, they're, the chase is on for Pittsburgh or the New York Islanders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some interesting results on the out-of-town yeah. scoreboard. So again, Sens win 5-4 on a late goal by DeBrincat in Seattle last night. Uh, your thoughts on the game are always welcome. You can text us at 12 tweet at us at TSN 1200. Phone lines always open at 750-1200. Dave Poulin is our TSN Hockey Insider. He is set to join us coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. At 6.43, we'll take a break, come back. We'll uh, take a trip around the rest of the NHL and set you up for a busy sports weekend ahead. And you know what? Let's do some winning before uh, eight, uh, 7 o'clock as well for all the early risers. We'll have something for you to win before 7 as well. Right here on Sports Radio, TSN 1200. This is TSN 1200. Welcome back, 646. On this Friday morning, J.R. Simmer, Matty Vowles is in for Hammer uh, this morning. Sands win 5-4 in Seattle last night on a late Alex Brinkhead goal. They're on to Vancouver tomorrow night and then Calgary on sunday night as far as the playoffs uh race goes big two points for ottawa last night um sort of mixed results on the out-of-town scoreboard we'll get to i guess the bad news first which is that uh, the islanders in pittsburgh which right now hold the two wild card spots played each other uh last night the worst result for ottawa the absolute worst result was if this game went to overtime what happened last night this game went to overtime.
2: Penguins had a man in front, pass deflected away, and now Brock Nelson, a breakaway. Nelson, in alone on, shoot, he scores!
0: Oh, Nelly! Brock's got an overtime winner! And the Islanders have their first season sweep ever of the Pittsburgh Penguins in this, their 50th anniversary season!
1: Wow. He had that ready, ready to rock and roll. He's there, wait fifty years. Holy, holy! Do you, do you work? Do you work
0: with that fella? Who is that? Uh, that Islanders guy?
2: That is Chris King. Yep. I do work with him. Uh, one of my favorites. One of the best guys working in the NHL. I actually very
0: enthusiastic.
2: Yeah, he is working on the old Radio Hofstra University on Long Island.
0: <laughs> that's a uh, that's an interesting stat. I would never have thought of that. Only because, well, for a lot of years. The Pittsburgh Penguins were really bad. Yeah, exactly. And for yeah. a lot of years when they were winning four straight Stanley Cups, the New York Islanders were really good. The fact that the Islanders have never swept the season series and and at points probably would have been as few as what, 3 games? Uh probably yeah, yeah or could have been as, ma- as
1: many as 6 yep. uh,
0: in the old Patrick Division. But no sweeps until this n- this n- year.
1: No, you're right. And for the New York Islanders that is and kind of indicative of and I guess of the Pittsburgh Penguins Uh, we've all got our sights on the New York Islanders, but should you lose out on a playoff spot, uh, I guess you'll go back to that JR and realize, Hey, uh, how big that was. And as you said, unfortunate, a three point, but still from an auto center's perspective, you wake up and realize, uh. Very much in the race for uh, both Pittsburgh and the New York Honours.
0: They don't gain any ground on the Islanders, obviously, because the Islanders won. Uh, They do gain a a point, should have been two, I guess, on Pittsburgh. Uh, That is the problem with the three-point game is that uh, you you don't gain as much ground even on the team that loses. So as it sits here this morning, uh, they remain six points back of the Islanders with three games in hand. They are now four points back of Pittsburgh. So they did get a point on Pittsburgh. They are even with the Penguins in games played. But here's the interesting part uh, based on last night's results. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres lost 10-4. to four. <laughs> 10. 10. They gave up 10. And Eric Comrie was left in for all
1: 10. Well, I had to, I had to look at that this morning, Jared, because I watched the Edmonton-Boston game, but didn't realize. I'm like, well, right away, you're like, okay, which goaltenders ended up sharing this, but it was, he gave up five in the third, right? So a little different than necessarily the, the clunker. Still. Uh, but for the pits, for the Buffalo Sabres, it has been interesting, right? They have some great nights where they outscore teams, and then, man, oh man, they have some other nights where you just wonder about the goaltending, and yeah, last night they had 10 goals. Kinda like, is kind of like, really? You're in the playoff race, and at this point in the season, you're allowing 10 goals against?
0: Is Eric Comrie... As we speak, in front of his net, waving his arms, looking for whoever the uh, whoever the Ronald Corey of the uh, of the Buffalo Sabers is, demanding a trade. Exactly. Huh? Well, he
1: came off of the and when he was leaving, he saw the Pagula family. <laughs> okay. It just was a the daughter there. I'm out of,
0: her, I played my last yeah, game for yeah, your yeah, franchise. Exactly.
1: The tennis player. The parents weren't <laughs> there, but he was like, "No, enough of this. This is ridiculous. I'm but, out of here." Yeah. So anyway,
0: ten yeah. for so the Sabers, of course, who are right in the mix uh, as well. Uh, do not, uh, when you lose 10 you don't gain any ground in the standing. So uh, Ottawa moves two ahead uh, of Buffalo. So it's Ottawa and Florida now tied with 70 points and the Sands have a game in hand on Florida. Uh, Washington got a loser point. They lost in a shootout to New Jersey. So they're at 69. So they're one point back of Ottawa and Florida. And then the Sabres who lost last night are two points back. They are even in games played with Ottawa. So it's, it's tight. Uh, really tight, continues to be tight. I don't see any way that, uh, this is all going to untangle itself probably until, well, I would say maybe with a couple of weeks to go, we're going to get pretty, I I think this, this, this clot of six teams will have whittled, uh, down a little bit by that point. The question will be how many will, will it be whittled down to? Yeah. And I guess of the non-playoff teams, can you get on
1: a bit of a run? Can you win four or five? And for the team that goes the other way, Jer, all of a sudden they'll fall out of the race and then, hey. Uh, let's see what ends up happening with the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, indeed. All right. So there you go. So there's your update on, uh, the way the uh, standings look. So the Sens, it was kind of the best of times and the worst of times, as far as the out of town scoreboard yeah. goes, uh, last night, you never want the three point game.
1: No, but just winning. Uh, and that to me is, Hey, you've had a real good stretch here. You had the opportunity to play Monday and all of a sudden you had a nice little break there till Thursday. And what did you want? You wanted a response. You get out to a great start and. I guess I'll say with a little puck luck uh, going the wrong way from a Seattle perspective, and you got a little at the end, JR, uh, that's really what matters. Get back feeling good about yourself. You made some lineup changes, which I was kind of curious about. And at the end of the day, with a young goaltender in there, you're able to beat a very good Seattle team. So from an auto perspective, I think that's just a nice reset. And at this point, you're just worrying about yourself.
0: All right. So the off-ice sends news uh, from yesterday was interesting. And that online um, sports business publication, Sportico, Uh, published a story about the sale of the SENS. As we know, uh, the bidding process has been underway uh, for the past several weeks. The deadline for groups to uh, put in an initial bid was this past Monday. And according to Sportico, nine different groups put in a bid to buy the SENS and at least some of them, and they didn't specify how many, but some of them uh, put in bids in excess of, of $900 million. So the rumored, um, you know, kind of bottom uh, of, of what everybody thought would be the uh, the number was $800 million. And I know that Bill Daly said a few weeks ago that uh, with the number of groups involved, he speculated, spitballed, that maybe it would reach a billion dollars. And it was kind of like, really? A billion dollars for the Ottawa Senators? Well, if you got nine groups that are in and some of them are already uh, at $900 million, and the, the the number will be whittled down they didn't say to how many um, but the number is going to be whittled down here shortly but yeah. now it's kind of be this is where the poker really starts yeah. right where yeah. you got groups yeah. essentially bidding against themselves and it's not necessarily going to go to the highest bidder but it's also not going to go to the uh, the, the group that, that bids the lowest you can yeah. be sure of that they're going to they're going to want to get every single penny out of whichever group that they identified that they wanted to want to go with and and maybe that if if Sportico is accurate in its story, and again, these guys have legitimacy. They were the, the this is the publication which broke the story that the Sens were for sale in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They have a source. I am convinced within the NHL offices. I'm not sure exactly who it is, yeah. uh, but they've got they've got enough information that they're getting first. Uh, that uh, you can be sure that uh, that what they're putting out, like the story yesterday is pretty decently accurate. Yeah, I also think, JR for the
1: group that handles these types of transactions in sports, they've got an insider there as well, uh, because this is not the first time that that group is, again, basically the real estate agent that is going to sell the auto centers. They've done this with other sports teams. So it is extremely fascinating when you kind of track Atlanta moving to Winnipeg, and there was obviously a, a sale, but there was also a transfer fee, but in comparison to even Carolina, when that was really kind of a bit of smoke and mirrors, and was almost a lease of the franchise, I think that transaction was in and around what four hundred million U.S. And then they put a couple hundred million on top of it. But for the Ottawa Senators and tracking this, and important to remember, we're talking about U.S. dollars. Like you are now talking about what one point three billion Canadian. You know, it is a Canadian franchise, Before and I know you even
0: talk about a new ring. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> and so it is really you know twenty years ago. Uh, Eugene Melnick bought this team. It was touch and go, whether they get it, 130 million Canadian to imagine. And I'm sure all the NHL owners around the league are looking and saying, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, The Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, Canada, population just over a million, real nice ice hockey team, but need a new building are selling for maybe a billion dollars. U.S. is pretty good for business. If you're an NHL owner and can only imagine, I'm sure they're scurrying to say, hey, now this is the time to get more of this expansion money going here, because this is pretty good. And what, what was it? Seven fifty for Vegas, or five hundred for Vegas, and seven fifty for, for Seattle?
0: Six fifty for Seattle. Six, okay. So, yeah. um, and the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins are the are the team that has sold most recently. Yeah, that's true, And yeah. they went yeah, for nine hundred yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that nine hundred million is the the baseline now. Uh, yeah. Of hey, we're not going to sell any franchise for less than that. Uh, but uh, I, I I think part of and again the reporters who work on this story for Sportico. Um, uh, and we're going to talk to one of them later on this morning. Yeah. They, they formally work with Bloom, Bloomberg, right? So these, these, these guys have a lot, uh, to your point of, you know, this, this is, I don't want to say it's as much a real estate play as anything else, but a, a huge, huge component of this entire sale of the Ottawa Senators and buying an NHL team is also about the potential in terms of uh, the development of uh, the land in and around wherever they end up building yeah. the rink. Yeah. It probably is yeah. going to be LeBreton. I don't know that it's a 1,000. I know they have a memorandum of of agreement with the NCC to build there. My question would still be the parcel of land that's now been set aside for the rink itself is basically enough room for the rink itself. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how does whatever new group ends up winning the bid, how does the real estate component, uh, how, you know, how are they, you know, because they're doing this to make money on the real estate part of things. How is that going to work unless they can get a bigger piece of, the LeBreton redevelopment, which yeah. kind of leaves open the option of maybe it isn't LeBreton, maybe it ends up being somewhere else. Yeah, downtown. no, no,
1: it's a great point. But I also think, cause if you look at, and, and it would be neat to look at the books, JR, I'm sure Pittsburgh may have a little more corporate support, but at the end of the day, if you've been to Pittsburgh and understand that area. Economically, I don't think it's not some. you're not comparing the New York Rangers to the Ottawa Senators. There, there's lots of parallels there. It's not a huge market. Uh, they have a lot of competition, obviously, with the NFL uh, and baseball. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I think somebody that's buying this, to be quite honest with you, just wants to own an NHL team. And certainly the real estate part is part of it. And depending who owns it, who ends up buying it, the relationship, whoever's trying to develop La Breton, but I'm not so sure now based on Pittsburgh and kind of looking at the two markets, because I've often said this about Pittsburgh. Hey, they've been great for a long time. And when things are good in Pittsburgh, they're real good. They've been to bankruptcy twice. And on the other side of Sydney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, uh, I'm not so sure that you lock this in, that you're always going to be selling out. So there's some risk. Now they already had a new building. And, and I guess in summary, Jerry, I, I think people are just so hot to trot to own an NHL team right now, mm. that I'm not so sure that the two are linked. So it'll be real interesting because, Really there's no guarantee. Now, I also recognize that once you buy the team and you want to move it somewhere, the people at LeBreton want you as a partner. So now you're holding the key. You got the franchise, you want a new building, you know, now now you go into the set the second phase of the deal, right? Well who wants me? <laughs> Where do you want me to move yeah. to? You know, and how that is. Suddenly up are you
0: the are you the broker now? Well are you, yeah, the, are you the power? Oh, very, player, very right? much so,
1: you know, and, and that Libretton project, you know, not not a lot has happened. And everybody understands that with a sports arena there, everything commercially, everything residential that goes on at LeBreton is far more worthwhile. Uh, the city of Hull and Gatineau, what that would end up looking like, uh, the Zibi project, everything really ties into, and now you sit down, just like Eugene Melnick did years ago, um, and hammer out a deal. So it's real interesting, but like I said, I, I wouldn't even rule up I know it sounds crazy, but hey, at the end of the day, if they buy it for this much money, would they just turn around and say, hey, we can't find another place here Let's just do a a little uh, build in the parking lot here, and build it right back to Canada. I'm not. I'm not saying that would happen. My point being is that that, you know, when you have nine groups here, that tells me that they their their main goal is wanting to own a sports franchise, not necessarily the whole real estate part.
0: What's interesting is the story in Sportico did say that the prospective bidders, and whether that's the narrowed down bidders or whether that's um, as much as as nine. Uh, are going to be in Ottawa later this month and are going to tour the CTC okay so yeah. part of me yeah. would think well if you really uh you know if if you are going to to for sure build a new rink downtown I understand it's still I mean you're getting the rink as part of what you're buying yeah, yeah. but would you really um and I you know would you would you really need to tour it yeah. if you're just gonna eventually what tear it down and sell well the it, for no oh
1: exactly or whatever, or, uh, uh, and right? again I, I remember talking to Al Coates when they did this in Calgary and Calgary's done it twice, and I'll never forget him saying, listen, do not ever refurbish a building. Now, MSG's different because they have nowhere to go. He's like, you're always better off just to tear it down. See, they work yeah.
0: nice in Seattle, though. Yeah. That looked like a nice building oh, last it,
1: night. Well, yeah, but my point, well, Seattle was pretty much though. They they almost demolished that whole thing, JR, right? Yep. Was it a billion dollars at the end of the day? Yep. Like, it was big, So, but whatever. But hey, yeah, to your point, hey, you've got the structure. Uh, is somebody coming in and saying, listen, if we get light rail to there, we already, because the land is also in and around there, are you better to develop that area and maybe do a little bit more commercially? I, I think that's on the table for sure.
0: Yeah. The, the, again, you, you, got, you have to read the story. And we're, we're going to talk to uh, Eben Novi williams He's the reporter, uh, one of the reporters that worked on this story for Sportico. He's going to join us in the show at about 8.45 or so this morning. One of the things that is pointed out in the story, uh, their belief is the valuation of the Sands at 900 plus million uh, is based on the fact that, um, uh, that, that they they think there is more money uh, that that part of the reason the attendance is what it is um, and and the struggles somewhat financially yeah. with the team are based on the fact that the the rink is where it is. Yeah, that'll be a much better to be somewhere downtown.
1: I would also wonder uh, what signals are coming from the mayor's office from anything else as to, again, I know they won't call it a handout, but hey, what is it also going to look like financially? I mean, from when we go back to the Eugene Melnick with Ruddy, I mean, some of the stories said at the end of the day they were almost willing to build the building for him, right? Hey, listen, we'll build it for you, and he, wanted, what he wanted. Yeah, he well, he wanted. He then wanted not only yes. it to be built but to control it. But you know, so the, yeah, there's there's lots behind the scenes here, and we also know it's our good friend Suddy, uh, Mark Sutcliffe. Um, you know, hey, he he loves the Sens. Like, hey, they're open for business, so really interesting and just good times if you're the Sens. And to be quite honest, for the city of Ottawa, the franchise has become cool again, and. Who would have thought 20 years later, JR, when you couldn't find anybody to buy the darn thing, that there are nine groups, and then we're not even talking local. Like, we're not talking about, hey, you know, we want to keep it local, and it's going to stay local. But that many people are that excited to spend that kind of money on the auto centers. It's just, just awesome.
0: All right. Again, we're going to talk to uh, one of the reporters from Sportico coming up uh, on the show later this morning. Uh, more detail on that uh, story uh, yesterday. Nine groups, as many as nine, and bids, uh, some of them in excess of $900 million for the sends. All right. We'll take a break. Sends win on the ice, so that's an off-ice win. Uh, On the ice, uh, they win as well. 5-4 over Seattle. Uh, We'll take a break. Top of the hour news and sports update is on the way. We'll come back. Hour 2, more on the game. Uh, Don't forget, uh, we're going to have a chance for you to uh, beat the box office. Final pair of tickets to see KISS. Next time you hear a little snippet of KISS music, be the 13th caller at 613-750-1200 or star 1200. A free call on Bell. When you hear a little bit of KISS music, you'll know it when you hear it. 13th caller wins the beat the box office tickets as well that's all coming up here on a friday morning on sports radio tsn 1200